this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Thanks for joining us today for Ted Speaks with your host, Ted Carew, the Positive Safety Coach. As co-host and Ted's wife, I have the added task of keeping Ted in line and laughing at his jokes, which isn't always easy. My name is Barb Carew. We are coming to you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of the Brewers, Miller Beer, and the Fonz. How could it get any better than that? Our podcast focuses on sharing ideas with business owners and safety professionals to keep employees safe and families together. Our passion for keeping people safe is the reason Total Health and Safety Solutions was created. This is how Ted is able to share his 25 years of safety experience by supporting companies around the globe in their efforts to strengthen their health and safety process. Please join us in welcoming Tyler Beagle. Tyler has six years of experience as a safety professional. He is currently the environmental health and safety manager at Doncaster's Southern Tool in Oxford, Alabama. In addition to holding the site EHS manager role, Tyler is currently involved with global projects focused on creating both a new company culture and new enterprise resource planning system. Tyler holds an associate's degree in machine tool technology from Gatson State Community College, a bachelor's degree in occupational safety and health management from Jacksonville State University, a master's degree in engineering from the University of Alabama at Birmingham in advanced safety engineering and management, and certificates from Cornell University in both performance leadership and executive leadership. Tyler holds the Certified Safety Professional and Certified Instructional Trainer Certificates through the Board of Certified Safety Professionals. He was also a machinist for eight years prior to entering the safety field. Tyler was the winner of the 2019 Team Safety Award through the Georgia Manufacturing Alliance. He is on the Occupational Safety and Health Management Program Committee and Industry Advisor Council at Jacksonville State University. Welcome, Tyler, and thank you for being on TED Speaks. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Ted. Just uh, living the life in Alabama here, just trying to enjoy the not-as-hot weather. Trying to enjoy it. What is not as hot for you? What um, is the temperature? It's uh, high 80s, low 90s today. Okay. Um, so that's we that's might nice. even we might even reach that here in Wisconsin this week. Yeah, so. Milwaukee here in Milwaukee, as we got in, it was 88 degrees. That's unusual for us to be in the same ballpark as you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has been a crazy heat wave. Um, seen you know one day last week it was 98 here in Detroit. It was like 95 or 96. It's just it's a crazy world. 
So, you know, speaking about the heat and stuff like that, and OSHA obviously being a big emphasis on them, what are some of the things that you do at your facility for keeping your uh, employees healthy and, and uh, hydrated, I guess, would probably be the best way, uh, hydrated? During the heat. Yeah, so we've taken a lot of the typical approaches there. Some of the other things I've done that the employees have really enjoyed, don't want to shout out any uh, brand names, but <laughs> one of the things I buy is uh, hydration packs okay. and popsicles made by a certain company. They have been excellent for our employees. That's one of the things, one of the highlights, getting a bunch of different flavors, you know, sharing those with employees. You'll see them walking throughout the plant with those, especially the popsicles. Those have been a huge, huge hit. And it's okay if that's, you that's use the name. If, if, if we can help everybody, that's kind of what this show is about, is helping everybody. And okay. if you found a brand that, that works good for them, feel free to, to share it. Yeah, well, we always love the Squincher products. Um, that's that's one I've had success with at my current job and my previous role as well. So yeah. it's been really, really nice. And sometimes those little extras go a long way. Just, you know, the thinking of others, extending an offer, you know, and it's something that people know, right? It seems so simple, like it's hot, keep hydrated, but you can go through a busy day and wonder why you're feeling a little fatigued and down. And if you have someone looking out for you, it always helps, right? (laughs) It it doesn't take long to get hydrated, dehydrated, I guess I should say, right? I'm a big believer in hydration. I drink a ton of water, quit drinking so much Coke and stuff, but even my, my, my leader here in the plant, uh, today was his first day back off vacation. And we had took and put up hydration uh, urine charts in the, in the bathrooms, yep. um, showing you how hydrated you were. And he said, yeah, I never knew that, you know, knew that, knew that, that made a difference. You know, he said, I learned something today. So, that, you know, just little things like that can go such a long way. Right. Um, of course, your typical air conditioning and stuff like that. But I, I, I challenge people to go above and beyond and do something different. Do something a different way to make it better. Do you know what hydrates people the, the fastest out of all those types of drinks? Oh, I think I know his answer. Uh, go for it. Well, being from Wisconsin, we have to know this because we're a big milk dairy state. It's actually chocolate milk hydrates the Chocol- quickest out of anything um, that you can drink. So anytime you have that. Now, it's not always the best thing to drink when you're yeah. hot, right? <laughs> yeah. But it is, it is uh, scientifically proven. I've read a couple of... Uh, studies on it that that's what will hydrate you, your body the quickest if you need to. So just a, another fun fact here on Ted Speaks Live. <laughs> I, I love learning stuff myself. I'll have to use that one later. Yeah, I, I don't I, think they'll be too excited to try the chocolate milk if they're really hot, though. I was going to say, sometimes <laughs> the chocolate milk might oh, go bad if you don't did, keep it. Did I say chocolate yeah. milk? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. I was oh. thinking hot chocolate. <laughs> what I was saying yeah, and doing are two different things. Up. I heard you're passing out chocolate milk for us. Yeah, that's no, 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 no. That's what, that's what that'll get into. All right, Tyler, could you kind of tell us a little bit about your background or audience, please? Okay. Yeah. So um, started out uh, as a machinist, um, went to work for a local Anderson Army Depot here. Um, they, they paid for me a two-year degree and kind of kind of helped me start out my journey out of high school. So I did that and was a machinist for about eight years. Um, as I was a machinist, I was working full-time, going to school full-time. Um, decided, you know, take it to the next step. So I went to went to Jacksonville State University uh, as a local school, local four-year university. And I was trying to find a major. I always loved technology and I love machining and blueprint reading and quality and everything to do with, you know, manufacturing. And they had this occupational safety and health management program. And so I was like, okay, what's, well, what the heck know, is this? this huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, I know what safety is. I, I wear my gloves and my glasses, and, you know, just like anybody else would. And so kind of dug into it and found out, wow, this is, you know, this is an impressive, impressive field, um, an impressive program. And so took that route, learned a heck of a lot, uh, um, graduated there in 2016, started my safety journey out. 
And um, I'm on, I've worked for three different companies now. My first company was a uh, rubber manufacturer um, with a lot of good old boys was the best way I could put it. <laughs> uh, I think anybody that that's been in safety for a while understands exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, that was a, a learning experience and then moved on to uh, my next role, um, which was a fiber optic cable plant. Started pursuing a, a master's in engineering um, through, through UAB, advanced uh, safety engineering uh, program. And um, graduated with that uh, in 2020, May of 2020, and uh, you know started started here. My wife found out she was pregnant, you know, three years ago now, and said, "Hey, we got to move back home and uh, move back from Georgia to Alabama." So um, it's been it's been very interesting. That's kind of where I'm at now. So Alabama is your home, and you work for Doncaster's currently, correct? That is correct. Doncaster Southern Tool in Oxford, Alabama. Yep. And you said that you kind of, you were a machinist for about eight years, did you say? Yes. And that, yes, that right. background of just, you know, working in that environment and such, did that help when you went to the safety level of kind of like, I've done this before, you know, because I feel like a lot of people, if you haven't actually done the work and then you go in and try to help people be safe, but you're just kind of telling them what to do, but you've never actually done the work, makes it a little trickier. Did you find that that was a good fit once you went on to you know, study safety and such? Yes, it's been very helpful. Um, even some of my colleagues in school, whenever we first started out, they would, you know, we'd go to a plant, the tour plant for our program, and, you know, they'd think they know about something, I'd explain it to them, and then they'd realize, you know, I don't know everything, but yes, it, just learning how to work around people in manufacturing and how people are yeah, um, has been yeah. such a great, um, great help for me in my career. Just, just knowing how things work, how things are going to work, um, as you've heard the term, I'm sure work imagine versus work actually done. Yep. That's, uh, that's been a big, big portion of my career and definitely helped me out there. Yeah. I yes. would think being familiar with an industry or just having that hands-on experience, you know, helps you be able to share your knowledge now as a safety professional. So, and it probably gives you some buy-in right away, right? I mean, Hey, this guy, yeah. this guy's actually done this job before. So maybe he knows what he's talking about. Right? Maybe. <laughs> and I always say we've had a lot of guests and it's always interesting to hear how they got to their safety career because I think very few started out there. Have we had very many that start in safety? Well, it's kind of interesting that Barb brings that up. Yesterday, um, Barb and I, our, one of our youngest daughter had, was at a softball tournament. And uh, these girls next next to the game that we were watching were uh, catching playing catch. And um, they're talking about what they want to do with their lives. And one of them said safety manager. And the rest of the girls all said, what is a safety manager? <laughs> and these were like 18 you. Yeah, these were 18 you girls. You know, and it, yeah. was, it was just really cool. She goes, well, you know, it's like keeping people safe and like like that kind of stuff. Like, you know, <laughs> just doing that. You know, and, and it was just really cool how to, to, to hear that because normally you don't hear that. Usually it, it's one of those things that you go through the process. So I think that's pretty cool. Hey, Tyler, what approaches do you take when it comes to safety in your workplace as far as like building culture and, and the safety culture within your organization? What, what, what steps do you do? I mean, you, you have a lot of hands-on skills that helped you. So what do you do to make that culture within your organization? So to start with culture um, and start with a safety culture, you have to work with people. You have to get employee engagement. You have to get people involved. How do you do that? You have to talk to them. You have to get out on the floor. Um, as I've said before, you know, you, if you don't understand people, you cannot understand safety um, and vice versa. It's very, very important. Um, people are what safety is. OK, um, so getting out there, talking to them, getting them to trust you, um, a minor thing such as getting somebody a new ladder or getting somebody a new hand tool. That will take you miles and miles and miles. So that hands on approach for me has been my best way to 
to acclimate to a new workplace, to improve my continued workplace. Just just working with the people. That is the hands-on approach for me. I really like that. I mean, uh, I think trust is so right. important and so overlooked nowadays. I really do. Because people don't want to take that time to get to know somebody and build that trust. But one thing also, if you don't mind, I'd like to add on a little bit, you know, from uh, when we had Dr. Geller on, caring, right? If, if somebody knows you care about them right. and that you want their family to be okay and, and be safe and stuff like that, that adds so much. They, you, they may not even show it, but it adds so much. And you see that as the culture builds. Would you agree, Tyler? Oh, yeah, we, we definitely agree. I mean, trust has to be the, the most important thing for people. Um, I love, you know, and most people wouldn't, wouldn't say they even like it, but I love, you know, the, the toughest meanest, most abrasive person in the workplace. I know when I started in my current role, um, there's a, there's an older person, older gentleman here um, that drives a forklift. And I've been in this role for two and a half years now. The first uh, probably two years of it. I mean, anytime I try to talk to him, hey, how you doing? You know, just look at me and basically go on. Well, he he found out uh, that I played baseball with his grandson. Oh, and now wow. every time I walk through the plant, that man talks to me for 15 minutes. <laughs> I you know, love so it. Just, w- whether it's, you know, a uh, bond like that or um, I could talk a little bit about before buying somebody something new um, a new ladder something like that 100 150 bucks you know that would make somebody's job so much easier so much safer more efficient um, and just and it'll buy in that trust it's it's one of those things trusting I do really like that I know um, in Ted's safety career he's always talked about you know you it does take time. You know, you have to take that time up front and continue it to get to know people, like really get to know them and talk to them. And really like when you say, hey, how was your day? Really care about what they say. And you can tell just by your answers and how, how you talk about, you know, your work experience that you really, you know, care. And it doesn't, sometimes it has to be big changes if needed, but sometimes it's just those little steps. It just has to be continuous. And sometimes building that trust takes time. And right. sometimes... We don't feel like we have enough, so we kind of push through that, and it sounds like, you know, you're just kind of getting to the basics and starting from the ground up and building those relationships. Well, I also think that, you know, um, within that, you know, I always go off of Stephen Covey. I always enjoyed listening to his Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. But the one that I always remember is seek first to understand, then to be understood. And I think that is so crucial, especially in what we do today, Tyler, is when we're working with people, you know, a lot of times uh, we want to talk about ourselves, you know, because that's what we know. But being able to listen and actually take being actively listening to that person, um, I think is probably really where you can build that trust. What do you think? Oh yeah, I would 100% agree. Um, and getting out there and talking to people, if if and this is something anybody can do, if you'll take and you want to get somebody to like you, don't talk a lot about yourself. Yes. Ask them questions about themselves. Yeah, exactly. And let people talk. You know, I mean, that's when you think about somebody you adore the most or whatever. You know, that they, they listen. They're a good listener. They're an active listener. So, yes, you're 100% right. Well, you know, just think how lucky Barbara is. She gets to listen to me all the time. <laughs> oh, my. I was, I was, if oh, you I believe that. About me. <laughs> <laughs> but I was on, on that point about being a good listener. Sometimes people are just born with that talent, and sometimes it can be learned. And I just, I have a very good friend who I've had for, you know, known for years, and we got together about a week or so ago. And um, I told her that one thing, I don't know if she knew that, that I, I learned from her was listening. You know, when I was younger, we'd get together and she'd always have a way of like, you know, how's it going with you? You know, and she truly listened and wanted to hear the answer. And I remember at a younger age, I wasn't always great about that. Like it was like my life was so busy and this and that. And I really learned that technique from her. And she is one of the one of the people I go to and vice versa now. So 
that listening skill, you either have it or it can be learned. It takes a while. I, yeah. I've tried to learn. I, st- I still don't have that down, but it, it He's it's, gotten it's a little correct. better. <laughs> Gee, thanks. You can work on it. <laughs> you can work on it. <laughs> Tyler, what are your thoughts on companies being solely focused on meeting that minimum OSHA requirement nowadays in the workplace? So as a young safety professional or as a safety professional, I'm not super young anymore, but um, young. that's, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, in comparison that's, to. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I know I'm just experienced. Of, yeah, there you go. That's that's what my, my leader likes to say. Um, but I know, I, you know, coming out of school, you learn a lot about OSHA standards and how to do things in that manner. But you don't learn so much about uh, going back to like the trust aspect. So when you're when you're talking about a company and meeting those requirements, right, everybody wants to meet the requirements because that's the law. Well, just because I follow the lockout tagout standard or uh, walking working surfaces does not mean somebody's not going to go and trip and fall um, or get caught in a machine or something like that. Just focusing on the minimum requirements does not get you a safety culture in any way. Um, I've, I've worked for companies that, that have that to a T, but, you know, the people don't want to speak up. I've, I've, I've worked and been able to change that in a lot of ways, and that's, that's my main focus. you got to get the safety culture changing. You get employees involved, then you can implement those standards. And as I believe, um, Ted, I think it was you and uh, Dan Goosen maybe talking about uh, keeping things simple, um, just just trying to make it simple. When I write a procedure or something like that, I'll go read through the standard, make it as simple as possible, um, bounce it off five or six operators, if not 10, supervisor or two, a manager. Hey, does this work? Does this make sense? I've recently done that with our heat stress program, you know, so just trying to keep things simple, just trying to, you know, not focus solely on meeting requirements. Okay. That's the most important thing, you know, from, from my perspective. Say that's your philosophy too, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, we could follow every OSHA rule, as you know, Tyler, and people are still going to get hurt. Right. I mean, so just, yep. just, just following OSHA rules are, are not really good enough. Um, and yep. and I, I completely agree with you. So I, I thank you for your uh, comments on that, because I think, uh, you know, a lot of times we, we get so uh, worried about OSHA. And if we're really worried about OSHA, I think then we have problems because we really should focus on what we talked about first, right? Is that culture, people and culture. Oh, yeah. You're 100% right. And that's what I know in my current role now, I would have no issue with OSHA walking through the front door. And that's bold for me to say it on a podcast. I feel good about the place we're in. You know, we're not perfect. We've had a few injuries this year, but we have made strides. And I'm very, very proud of our our team's engagement um, in our safety culture, you know, and how things are changing and how – you know, we're able to hit the milestones we're, we're hitting. And, you know, as far as being proactive about safety, that's my biggest push. You know, submit those near misses and unsafe conditions. Make those things easy for people. If you can do that, you can drive safety culture, you know, as far as you want to go. I completely agree with you there. Um, but, again, it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning, right, trust, because they have to trust you to bring that information to you. I mean, if you go and say, Hey, you got hurt. Okay. Well now you're going to, you know, um, and, and bring the hammer down. That's not going to work very long, is it? Right. <laughs> yep. So it's just kind of funny on how it all works together. Kind of speaking of that, how can companies focus more on doing safety, not by the book, you know, as much more being that freelancer almost kind of. So, yeah. And I, and I love the term, you know, safety, not by the book, just because in that previous question, we talked about it, you know, that's safety by the book, you know, you can, you can do everything by the regulations. You know, you have companies that go above and beyond, but do they listen to their people? That's, that's the important thing. You cannot do safety, not by the book, by listening to your people. 
challenging your people to get engaged, challenge your managers. You know, how much do they know about safety in your company? It shouldn't just be your, you know, your frontline level employees. It should be everybody throughout the organization. Challenge that, you know, challenge that to grow and get better. Um, make that part of your continuous improvement programs. Don't just say safety first. I'm sure we've all heard it, you know, at companies plenty of times. Safety first doesn't get you as far as, you know, following a lockout tagout standard. It's, it's all about your people's involvement and their engagement in safety and understanding, like we talked about with the procedures and stuff. If they've got a good understanding and good training um, and good involvement, you're going to have a solid safety program. I like that because, you know, whether you're talking safety or other fields, sometimes when you're the person who has to go in and you're supposed to tell people what to do, people forget about, like you said, getting the input of the employees that are actually doing the work, listening to them, and that's the whole trust factor. I think in any job, I I think of previous positions that I've been in, whether I've been the one who needs to listen more or wants to be heard, sometimes people forget that step. And really, in the long run, you might get it done and check it off your list, but you're not going to really build anything long term. So I love that answer. And it can be carried through various scenarios, not just safety. So I think that's important for business people to remember. Right. I mean, really, when it comes down to businesses, the reality is businesses are are in business for one thing, and that's to make money. And that's not evil. That is not evil by any means. But the way that we could do it, can safety give an ROI? I 110% 110% think I know that it can if it's put on right. And it sounds like, Tyler, you're doing the, those steps at your uh, facility to make sure that it happens. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing everything we can, you know. Um, as you said, business is in business to make money. Right. Um, and so it's not evil. It's not evil. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, even like when I first started in the field, it was, you know, you'd see something. Oh, my God, we got to shut this down. Somebody's going to, you know. Usually that's not the case. You know, there's a lot of unsafe things that go on in any organization on a daily basis you may or may not know about, you know, oh, here comes a safety guy. I've been there before. <laughs> you know, you've got to create that trust. You know, people, you know, seek me out now because, you know, I try to be that trustworthy person. I'm not perfect. I may not even be the best safety person, you know, within the plants around me. But, you know, I, I try to do everything I can to, you know, support our employees, support our management team and make our business successful. And you can do that through safety. You can. I think you have two things going for you. You have your integrity, which I can definitely tell you have, and also a passion. Right. And when you have those two things together, that's a powerful, powerful thing, uh, Tyler. So uh, thank you very much for uh, being on our show today, being our first uh, video one, too. That's video guest, big, right. Big, big, <laughs> big things. But as you know, uh, me being the positive safety coach, uh, now it's time to us to have a little, little fun with you. Uh, the question jokes. is, Tyler, are you ready? I'm always ready. <laughs> I don't. I always say I don't know if anyone's always ready for our jokes, but we'll see how it goes. May not be. What do you get when you combine an elephant with a fish? An elephant with a fish combination. I'm gonna say I don't know that one. <laughs> Good one. Swimming trunks. Swimming <laughs> trunks. That's pretty hard. <laughs> Oh, goodness. You know, these these are family-friendly jokes. And yeah, we always, all that. we always <laughs> test them on that, our That kids. way, when your son gets a little bit older, he can listen to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there you go. There you I'm go. Cry, I'm proud of my wife this evening. She may or may not laugh. She's pregnant, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Okay, last one here. Why don't mummies ever take a summer vacation? Why? Why? They're afraid to unwind. Oh, well, uh. that's pretty good one. <laughs> Hey, Tyler, thank you so much for being on our show today on, on TED Speaks. Really enjoyed having this conversation with you, with Barb and I. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, how would they do that? 
So um, you can go see my LinkedIn page. That's probably where I'm most prevalent at. Uh, um, just Tyler Beagle. Um, follow me on LinkedIn. Connect with me. I try to try to post uh, thoughts of the day, a positive, you know, yeah. kind of like Ted was talking about, um, positive safety culture, positive culture. Just try to put those out there. You can follow me on LinkedIn, and I'll be happy to talk with you on there and um, be glad to learn from anybody I can and help where I can. I've seen some of your posts too, and I, I love that. I, I just think you're very refreshing. You have a just a, a good outlook and a positivity about you. So thank you for talking with us today and sharing your thoughts. Yes, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here. So I, I appreciate it. Will you enjoy the rest of your day? Have a super hot safe Alabama. day in Alabama. <laughs> yeah, we're going, we're going to try our best. It's just warm, but uh, y'all have a great evening. And uh, thank y'all for having me on. All right. Bye. Thanks, thank Tyler. you, Tyler. Bye-bye. Thank y'all. Thank you for listening to TED Speaks with Ted Carew, owner of Total Health and Safety Solutions, providing health and safety support to businesses by customizing a safety process to fit their needs, big or small. Please connect at ted.carew at healthandsafetynow.com or visit our website, healthandsafetynow.com to share your safety stories or find out more about how we can work together to ensure your people go home safely and turn an expense into a profit center. Follow us and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Have a super safe week. 